0: listening to prickly and blooming brought to you by la joy society and now
1: your hostess jesse browning all right all right all right.
0: hey everyone it's wednesday again here we are here we are here we are so we're just gonna make this quick okay rate right the show okay now right now right now go go rate right the show look i'm i'm waiting just, like, make it quick. Just, like, go grab your phone and do it. I'll just wait here I'll take a drink. Relax. It's LaCroix. <laughs> okay, you're done? You ready the show? Great. Moving on. Okay. Super. So, I have Cindy with me this week, and I can't wait for you guys to hear Cindy's story. Like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when she... um starts into what like changed her life you're gonna be like oh, bad ass badass badass um she is just like living large and like doing life she's not sitting on the sidelines. she's not a wallflower. she's like doing it and doing it well and you know helping other women like empowering the shit out of other women ugh. This is so fucking good so fucking good let's uh let's just send it over let's just go let's go here let's go here Cindy and I all right hi i'm here with Cindy today how are you today Cindy i'm well i'm well thank you it's a absolutely gorgeous day in florida awesome is it too humid or hot or or like perfect.
1: It's, you know, I live right at the beach. I live, literally takes me two minutes to walk from my front door to the ocean. So it's nice. It's always a nice breeze and it's, yeah, it's gorgeous.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Are you on the Gulf or the ocean No, I'm on the Atlantic side. On the Atlantic side. Oh, I love that. So um, we usually get started with what should we know about you? Before we hear your story, yeah, yeah.
1: So I am um, wow, a lot of a lot of things. Um, I know, sort right? of a patchwork quilt. <laughs> so I am the owner and the master instructor at Ernie Reyes World Martial Arts in oh. Austin, Texas. So I own a so martial cool. arts school. Um, it's, there are over 40 schools in our association. So thinking about somebody your age, you probably know Ernie Reyes Jr. Who was like a Ninja Mm -hmm. Turtles and that sort of thing. So his Mm -hmm. father, Ernie Reyes Sr. is my grandmaster. And so we're headquartered back in California, which is where I'm from. And there are over 40 schools around the country. I'm the only one in Texas and I'm only one of four women owned schools which is super cool. So I have a sixth degree black belt. Um, I've had my school since uh, 2007. And as you can imagine, given the pandemic, you know, things have changed Mm. a lot. I'm doing a lot of Zoom calls. I'm teaching black belt classes from my my office here in Florida Mm. on Zoom. Also, I'm the principal and founder of Knockout Marketing Strategies, which is a boutique Marcom agency. And I do a lot Mm -hmm. of work with women-owned businesses in the Austin area I do brand strategy and employee development and leadership and culture and executive speaker coaching.
0: You have quite the variety. And I...
1: Oh, a, I love it. <laughs> um, I'm an adjunct professor at Concordia University in, um, in Austin. And so I teach undergraduate and I also teach in the MBA program. That's where I got my MBA. And uh, so this semester, I'm teaching uh, leadership in the community. in the the MBA program.
0: Um, Is that all online?
1: It is all online. Yeah, yeah. I started teaching online about a year and a half ago. Um, I'd always taught since probably 2014. I'd been teaching at Concordia and teaching in the classroom. And I love teaching in the classroom. But then when I bought my place out here in Florida and I was, you know, going back and forth, it didn't make any sense to teach on ground anymore. So I started teaching online. And... I was a little hesitant at first because I really love the interaction face to face with students. But my daughter had gotten her bachelor's degree at Arizona State and she did it 100% online and she swears by it. And then she got her, her uh, master's degree um, and it, 100% online. Um, And then she's done additional, she's a teacher. She's done additional mm -hmm. credentialing and stuff all online. And she said, you know, mom, it's great. So I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a try. And I've really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, so I'm doing that.
0: Uh, Great preparation
1: uh, for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. I know a lot of other people are kind of freaking out, but I've been doing it
0: for a few years now. So, or a couple of years, anyways. Ahead of the game. Yeah. Awesome. So, I. I'm fascinated about the story you're going to tell me today. (laughs) So shall we, shall we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, darling, take us away. So (laughs) I, well,
1: I will say I started out as the stereotypical type A perfectionist, super goal-oriented. I was one of those freakish kids who at 15, I knew exactly what I was going to be doing for the rest (laughs) of my life. And I knew where I wanted to go to school and I knew what I wanted to do. And so my dad um, came from Mexico. He was a, a migrant farm worker grew up in the camps. And then when he wasn't in the camps in California, they lived kind of on the, you know, the you see um, the the horrible pictures of poverty in Mexico Mm -hmm. on the sides Mm -hmm. of the hill with the cardboard homes and stuff, that's where he lived. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when he came to, and he was actually born just barely this side of the border. So he Mm -hmm. was considered American citizen. So he got drafted. And when he came back from Korea, he went to college. And Mm -hmm. so he met my mom and they got married. And so for him, education was a huge deal. It just Mm -hmm. was constantly drilled into us as kids. And growing up in Silicon Valley, which wasn't Silicon Valley back then, but (laughs) um, the big deal, of course, was Stanford. Mm -hmm. And so he really, really wanted to have a kid at Stanford. And so. I applied at Stanford, got accepted, and then I was like the big rebellion. I went to UCLA. And I knew that I wanted to major in political science. I was going to get a degree down there. I was going to come back up north. I was going to go to UC Berkeley for law school. And after I got done with law school, I was going to work in as an attorney. And then when I turned 30, which was the youngest you could, I was going to run for Senate from the great wow. state of California, and you had it that, I, planned. I had out. It planned down. And, yes, you know the thought of being married or having kids. I was like, whatever. You know, I got <laughs> I got worlds to conquer. I don't have time for any of that nonsense. <laughs> yes. So that was kind of my plan, and so I graduated. You know, and and uh, from high school, I'm the golden girl. You know, coming from this, especially from a pretty impoverished Mexican family, mm-hmm. I was like the golden girl. And Mm -hmm. so I head off to UCLA. I'm an honors student. I'm in the honors program, blah, blah, blah. And I got pregnant my freshman year in college. Oh. (laughs) And I dropped out of school and came home. And now instead of the golden girl, I am just another statistic. I am the stereotype of Mexican girls who are teen moms. And, you know, I mean, it was just everything that I was 180 degrees from what I thought I was going to be in life. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I worked, I tried to go to school, I just didn't have the maturity to do it, you know, trying mm-hmm. to balance all that stuff. I moved back home. And so now all of a sudden I'm back being a kid again. And, you know, I mean, nothing was the way that I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so then when I, about three years later, Rebecca was about three years old. I met a guy mm-hmm. at my church. He was a couple of years older than I was Seemed like a really nice guy from a really nice family, blah, blah, blah. Started dating. (laughs) He seemed to really care about my daughter. And so we end up getting married. And it does not at all end up being what I thought it would be.
0: This is a theme. This is
1: a theme. Yes. (laughs) Bad decisions, bad outputs. (laughs) And uh, so we ended up, we were married for 15 years. Um, I had two more kids. I had my boys, James and Alex. I got pregnant on my honeymoon. I mean, James's (laughs) James's due date was literally my nine month
0: anniversary. Anniversary.
1: Um, So I have, I know I have these kids and then, and I have just this miserable life. You know, it Mm -hmm. was just, um, one thing I will say that I was really thankful for that I never thought I would want or love, but I got to be a stay at home mom for 15 Mm -hmm. years and I dabbled in school. I would take classes and stuff. I mean, cause always I had my dad's, you know, voice in my head, education, (laughs) education, you know? So I was always in school. Um, but I was, I, changed my focus from i'm going to take over the world and i'm going to be in the senate blah, 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 blah. and and i started then refocusing around i want to be the best mom on the planet. I read everything i could. I took parenting classes. I got mentors. I you know just really devoted myself to my kids and i'm like room mom and team mom and you name it mom. I'm just involved in their lives. But i'm really miserably unhappy in my marriage. Um, It turned out the guy I married who was a very nice guy, but he was from a very, very, very traditional gender roles. This is how it's done. And you looked at his family and both his parents were alcoholics and his dad was, I would consider very abusive and his mom was very passive. And so, Mm my husband was just like wait what do you mean you stand up to me what do you mean you
0: you argue with me what do you mean you don't right. put up with my bullshit you know that right. how does that, that had work? never been modeled for him
1: had no experience with that at all and mm. his thing was just you know hey i'm i'm way better than my dad was and my mom didn't fuss at him like you know <laughs> right so where do you on? get
0: off exactly exactly mm-hmm.
1: so 15 years later suddenly i'm divorced and mm. um I'm just, you know, uh, this is not the life I planned for. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is is the, like,
0: this can't be my life, right?
1: Exactly. And you you get to that point where you're just kind of looking around and you're like, what in the hell just happened? (laughs) And and so then you have to really kind of dig deep and figure out, Mm -hmm. okay, like, I can, I don't have the luxury of falling apart. My daughter had moved Mm -hmm. out by that time. So I have my boys who are like 12 and 14. I'm trying to figure out what, how do I make a life? You know, how do I mm-hmm. reclaim that girl I used to be, you know, 20 years ago? Like, where is she? Does she even exist mm-hmm. anymore? Where is mm-hmm. she? So uh, a couple of years before that, I had started doing martial arts with my kids, mm-hmm. just to have something to do with them. They, they got into it. Um, it was funny. My daughter had gotten into this stupid little girl, you know, pushing fight at school. And I think she was in the eighth grade. And my parents flipped out and they said, kids have to know how to protect themselves and find a good martial arts school. We'll pay for the first year. So I said, okay. So I I started looking around and I found Ernie Reyes and one of the, one of their schools in San Jose really liked the instructor, really liked the sense of family and community that was there. And they really, it wasn't just all about, um, you know, hardcore martial arts, but it was about leadership and, and community and, and developing integrity and all that good stuff. Like more of the whole person. Completely. Exactly. And so, uh, so I brought my kids there and I would sit with all the moms, you know, on the other side of the wall, watching our kids in class. And Mm -hmm. there was one instructor there who kept telling me, you know, you want to get out here. You know, and I was like, (laughs) nah, you know, I'm too old. I'm out of shape. But I took the kids to see a black belt test. So in our association, we have two black belt tests a year and they're in California and you can come and watch. And so I think the kids were like purple belts, maybe they were like barely in the intermediate belts. But we had always, I they knew I really wanted to do this, and so we would come home at night after class, and we'd like move the furniture around. I'd say like, okay, show me how to do this, show me how to do that. So I knew all their curriculum. I just wasn't taking the classes. So we go to this black belt test, and I'm just enthralled because it's not just kids. There's women there in their 30s who are doing this. And I'm like, you know, I've been an athlete all my life. I really need something that's going to be just for me. And so that Monday I went back and I signed up for classes. So fast forward a couple of years now, I'm going through this divorce. It's not good. It's, it's you know, it's pretty ugly. I'm living in Nevada at the time. My soon-to-be ex-husband is traveling back and forth between Nevada and California working. And... It, it's just getting uglier and uglier as the the days progress. And so there's one day that I'm just thinking, what what have I gotten myself into? What have I done to my life? And I'm just mm-hmm. feeling stupid. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're mm-hmm. just so... Here, you thought you were so smart. You're always the smartest kid in the room. No, 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 no. And then I'm fighting with myself, right? Like, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm not. I'm still that girl. I'm still, hey, damn it, I got into Stanford. I'm not stupid. Right. You know? And so I get on this phone call with my soon to be ex husband who is screaming at me on the phone. And he's going, I cannot believe you are going to go through this because I'm ready to take my black belt test. Okay. And he's like, if you get hurt, don't expect me to pay alimony. I'm not paying for you. I mean, I was already fighting with him just to get him to pay child mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. And so he's yelling at me. And so I end up just hanging up on him. And I'm just I'm just shaking. And I'm thinking, you know... What if I get hurt? You know, and so immediately I'm starting to go down that path of not like, well, hell no, I'm not getting hurt. I'm taking, you know, it wasn't like that at all. It was like, oh man, what if something happens? And so anyway, I go to my black belt test, and it is literally the best experience of my life. I am kicking ass in every conceivable way. I'm having a blast. It's a two day test. And I found that afterwards I ended up getting a Best Technique Award in my age division. And, and I mean, just everything went it. right. Everything went I right. I love it. But at the end of the day, you have um you finished all of your stuff. We do this big show, and everybody demonstrates all the stuff that they did. And then you go outdoors. And at that time it was like four hours of conditioning. It was like running and push-ups and all kinds of crazy stuff that you did. But in between, there was the brick breaking. And the brick breaking was optional. You didn't have to do it, but if you were 18 and over, you could break a brick. And so we're at the Civic Auditorium in San Jose and um, the, my master instructor, Ernie Reyes Sr., he says, okay, if you're, if you're going to break bricks, you need to line up and get ready to go up on the stage. We're going to go up in flights. And so depending on what degree of belt you were testing for, that's how many bricks you would break. And so I was testing for my first degree. So it was just one brick. And don't think of like the red bricks like you put on your house. I mean, these are thinner bricks, but it's still, it's brick, right?
0: Yeah, it's still, yeah.
1: So I'm sitting there and my instructor walks by me and he looks at me and he goes, are you breaking? And it's like immediately that voice jumps into my head what if you get hurt? I'm not paying for you. You know, I mean, that's where I went immediately. And and I had seen people break their hands, you know, breaking bricks. I mean, this isn't like something everybody does. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I, gosh, you know, I don't know. And he looks at me and he goes, um, yeah. And I went, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, and I went and got in line. And so as I'm standing in line, I'm listening to Grandmaster Reyes and he's talking and he's saying, hey, look, Breaking a brick is not something that you're going to put on your resume. Use it as mm-hmm. a metaphor. You know, maybe you have mm-hmm. some negative self-talk that you need to break through. Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a relationship that you need to break through. <laughs> I'm like, you give the damn brick. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like going up there and as I'm walking up and I'm watching people up in their flights and they're breaking these bricks and I'm thinking, I've never broken a brick in my life. You know, we break mm-hmm. a lot of boards and stuff. I had to break mm-hmm. boards for my test but I'd never broken a brick before. So I'm watching, I'm trying to pay attention. And you see people doing it with a knife hand or, you know, with an elbow smash or with a palm strike. And I thought, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the palm strike. So I get up there and it's my turn and they set up the brick, you know, and it's on these two, um, the, the bigger bricks and then your Mm -hmm. bricks across the top. And so I'm standing there and I'm just like, okay, and, and I'm a Christian. So for me, their prayer is always a part of everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I got to do this. And I know that I can. And so between you and me, we just got to get this done. Like, and so let's, I get it. Let's there, do this. And they, they start to count. And they're like, one, two, three. And I'm like, oh, yeah! bam. And I put, and I didn't even feel it. I didn't even feel it. I felt my hand hit the floor, which actually... Anybody listening to this, don't do that. That's not a good thing to do. But I was so amped up. I went like right through the brick, hit the floor. And, and, you know, before the black belt test, a lot of people had said, hey, look, you know, at some point you're going to cry. It's a super emotional thing. And I was like, oh, hell no. You can't make me cry. Are you kidding? Everything I've been through in my life, I'm not crying at a black belt test. But I'm not going to lie. I cried after I broke the brick because it was just so unbelievably empowering and at that point I knew I was like I'm praying again and I'm going you know Lord between you and me there's nothing I can't do there's absolutely nothing that I can't accomplish and it just flipped everything for me and and the lessons that I learned through that experience I have taken for the last 20 years I mean I've been doing martial arts since 19 what was it 96 and 94, since 1994. And the lessons I learned from that experience that, you know what? Sometimes all you got to do is you just got to stand up. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You just got to stand up. So when my instructor came by and said, hey, are you breaking? I'm like, man, if I had stayed sitting, I would have missed out on that beautiful experience that completely changed my life. I just had to stand up. And then once I stood up, then I had to do something kind of public, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, but the thing of it is, is that I think for a lot of us, you know, we want to, when we do kind of step out, when we're trying to break out and break free of tragedy or whatever it is, we want to do it in the privacy of our home. Yes, you know we're, we totally. don't want to put ourselves back out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't say you know necessarily put yourself in unsafe situations, but for me, good point. Good you point. You know, there's yep. two thousand people in this stadium. They're not sitting there going, "Man, I hope she breaks her hand on that brick," right? Right. They're no. cheering for me. They want yep. me to succeed. So put yourself yep. in a situation where there's people around you who want you to succeed. And so I did, I put myself in a very public position. I stuck my hand through that brick and that's not a normal thing that normal people do. But, you know, you push yourself a little bit to something that, that it's not, it's not something that's super easy. It's gotta be something that's a little bit hard because you want to be able to look back on it and go, you know what? I was freaking badass and I Mm -hmm. did that. And you know what? If I can do that, then I can do this next thing. And maybe that's a little thing. But maybe it's a bigger thing, but you have to get those little, little successes. And then I will say the last thing, the really big lesson for me over the last, you know, 20-something years since that mm-hmm. time has been don't ever forget those successes because you're gonna get knocked on your ass again. It's not like it's gonna happen once and the rest of your life's gonna be perfect. I mean, I've been through another divorce, I lost my mom to cancer, I almost lost my studio and my found out my ex-husband was embezzling and sleeping with my students and you know. running it into the ground. A lot of bad stuff still happens. But when you Mm -hmm. remember those successes, you can look at whatever that thing is that you're facing again and you can go, yeah, you know what? That sucks. And I really don't want to go through that. But you know what? I did X before and I broke the brick. So you know what? I'm breaking this one too. And so I'm a sixth degree black belt. Now I broke two bricks at second degree, three bricks at third, all the way up. I broke six bricks for my sixth degree black belt wow. test. Just and every, with a palm strike, every single palm time strike. I <laughs> use the same one, a same one every single time. And every time I go in and I know, you know what? I did it last time and I'm going to do it again. And so, when bad things happen, you know, when I'm looking at my studio, because my ex husband was my business partner and my training mm-hmm. partner. And when I found out just how bad things were, because he was running the school and I was working full time supporting the family, that was kind of the deal mm-hmm. that we had. Mm-hmm. And so then when we're going through this divorce and I'm like, okay, I guess I should probably acquaint myself with the business aspect of this. And, you know, I mean, I'm the one with the MBA. It's my bad. I should have been, you know, more aware. But then to come to find out that he pretty much run it into the ground, you know, and so I'm writing personal checks to make payroll and I'm borrowing against my 401k to keep the doors open after, you know, after he left. But you know what? I was able to go, hey, you know what? I broke six bricks. I'm Mm going to break this one too. I am going to succeed. And yes, it's going to be hard work. And yeah, it's probably going to suck. And there's going to be days that I'm going to cry. And there's going to be days that I'm going to be at my studio at 11 o'clock at night, locking the door, turning up the music as loud as I can get it, strapping on my gloves and beating the hell out of the pads until I can't move anymore. And then it's going to be okay because Mm -hmm. I've done it before and I'm going to do it again.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this, the, um, the karate metaphor, just the martial arts, if you will, that's what I was looking for. I was like, not karate, martial arts, cause it's more than just karate. It's just so fucking perfect. And I love that you were in your thirties, you were a young woman still, you know, and just taking this forward, this uh, through everything else that came subsequent, you know, what a gift.
1: Yeah. And now, you know, the real beauty of it is because, I mean, I'm going to be 59 next month. So mm-hmm. it, it's been a minute. But mm-hmm. now the opportunity for me to work with young women and, mm-hmm. and share that story. I mean, my head mm-hmm. instructor at my school is 28, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's a woman of my instructor group. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, four, four instructors. Three of them are women. Um, You know, one's a teenager, one's in her, two of them are in their 20s. On my board of directors, half of them are women. And it's been really the joy of my life. I mean, I love teaching the little kids and stuff. That's great. But honestly, I'll be, you know, I have instructors who are much better at that than I am. But for me, when I have a woman who comes to me and says, hey, you know, gosh, I'm 35. You know, I've never done martial Mm. arts before. Do you think, is it too late for me? And I go, no, no, no. Strap on those gloves, girl. Let me Mm -hmm. just show you what you're capable of. And to see them and see their bodies transform, but more importantly, their minds and their hearts and their spirits transform. Mm-hmm. That recognition that, you know what, I can take a punch and I can give a punch, mm-hmm. both figuratively and literally, is, is for me is the most rewarding part of the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love that you're now taking it and you're seeing yourself now and women that are coming to your studio, right? You're like, oh, I see you, I know you, mm. I have that same bubbly water. <laughs> 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 is that the peach honey one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> but you can see them and you can see th- th- like probably where they are in their life even, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe going through a divorce as well. I mean, you know, I, I think this is what would be called like uh, a, a finding yourself process. Yeah. So in, in these moments when you've been able to say like I'm going to get through this, I'm gonna you know find myself on the other side of this. What else do you like pull into your orbit mm, that's to a, help such you? A good, yeah, that's an awesome question.
1: I would say one of the things that's really really important is to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to cheer for you. And that doesn't mean, I think, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I think a lot of women, if they go through something like, for example, when my when I found out about the adultery, mm-hmm. um, I started going to counseling and my counselor said, hey, you know, I, I'm putting together this group of women. There's six women. It's going to be 12 weeks, once a week. I would really love for you to be a part of this, you know, this group that I'm going to facilitate. I was like, hell no. The last thing (laughs) in the world I want to do is sit around with a bunch of women and talk about our cheating husbands. No, thank you. (laughs) And I'm not all that excited about working with women anyway. So yeah, no. And he said, no, Cindy, I really want you to prayerfully consider this. They're not, Mm -hmm. this is not a bitch session. They're all strong women. Mm -hmm. This is all about reclaiming identity. And I was like, oh man, all right, you know, I'm going to give it a try, (laughs) but if I don't like it, I'm not coming back. And he said, great. This, Fall is our 10th year of us <gasps> meeting every other week. We have wow, been through the same the same group. We've been through divorces, remarriages, babies, job loss, successes, failures, you name it. I mean, we have this amazing sisterhood. And I never in a million years thought that I needed that or that I'd ever mm-hmm. want that. And it's been absolutely beautiful. I, I will also say that I have, uh, I'll just tell you another quick story. I have one mm-hmm. student who was taking my cardio kickboxing classes. So she wasn't in martial arts. Her kids were taking martial arts, but she's a runner. And one day after class, she came up and she said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I could tell something was wrong. And she's biting back tears. And she said, you know, I, I've always wanted to do martial arts, but you know, I, is, is that stupid? Is that, dumb? and I was like, no, my gosh. And she's like, I haven't even told my husband. I haven't told anybody about this. And so she started and mm-hmm. she just took to it like crazy. She's a third degree black belt now. Like, And she's 40, I don't know, 45 now. She's been with me for years. And she's a third degree black belt. She's a badass. And she's like a senior director at HP. I mean, she's like a professional yeah. badass too, but I mean, for martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, and so you really need to find somebody who's going to cheer for you and believe in you before you believe in yourself. Because when mm-hmm. we get knocked on our ass... You don't believe in yourself. You go through exactly what I went through where I'm going, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I can't believe I made this. How did Mm -hmm. I end up in this position? You need somebody who's going to come alongside you, who's not going to just be Pollyanna about it, but who's going to look at you and say, you know what? Yeah, this sucks. Maybe you made some bad decisions. Maybe some bad things have happened to you, but that's not the sum total of who you are. And I believe in you and I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to cheer for you as you pick yourself up. We all have to find that. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times when we've made bad decisions or when something horrible has happened to us that we have no responsibility for, we want to hide. And and that's the very time that we need someone who's safe, someone who is in our corner, someone who understands, and someone who is going to be there clapping for us, cheering for us, because you're going to get to the point where you, like now if I walk into a room and there's seven bricks, I know I'm going to break those bricks. I don't need Mm -hmm. anybody going, come on, Cindy, you can do it. I know you can do it. Give me the bricks. But before you get to that point, you need somebody who can encourage you. So I always tell everybody, you know what? Believe in your coach until you can believe in yourself.
0: Oh, that's a great one, and it was you talking about that, and especially your group of women that you've had for ten years now. Reminds me of that—that philosophy of like your combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes, boy, that was eye-opening when I thought about that a couple years ago. Of like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. And it's you know it's remarkable. I will, I will say, my first day at that group, I walked in the (laughs) door and. (laughs) these are not (laughs) women that I would have just picked out of a group and said, hey, you want to be one of my very best friends, let me just be able to throw all my guts at you. I mean, there was one woman who was sitting there who is, she had been like a pageant queen. Blonde, perfect, you know, perfect body, gorgeous nails, a ring like this size, and, you know, with the Louis Vuitton bag, just absolute perfect. And I'm like, really? What has she got wrong in her life? It, it, you know, and it just, it, you I just read everybody by mm-hmm. that proverbial reading the book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has turned out to be one of my dearest friends on the planet. She is one of the most lovely Decent human beings I've ever known in my life, and but it was a matter of you know going okay. I'm gonna trust my coach, who was my therapist at the time, who said right. you know mm-hmm.
0: this. I I really believe Cindy that this is going to be beneficial to you. I love this um, mentors, coaches, uh, the guides, the guides on life. What else is there? I'd I love to do like a anything else you know, kind of moment. Like, is there anything else you wanted to share before I have like fun questions and I have like ways people can get a hold of you and stuff like that. But, but I always like to open it up to what else do you want to let people know about like being a, an active participant in your life? Let's call it that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: You know, I, I, I think that Look, you know, that let's face it, I'm gonna be fifty-nine, like I said, next Mm -hmm. month. There's fewer Mm -hmm. years in front of me than there are behind me. That's Mm -hmm. just the truth of it. And am I going to live a have to life or am I gonna live a want-to life? Now we Mm -hmm. all have stuff we have to do. We have to pay bills, we have to, you know, do certain things. Mm -hmm. But when you're younger, you are I think I was overwhelmed with the have-to's. Now Mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking for the want tos. I'm a big, big fan of saying no. And you don't have to be mean and you don't have to be angry to say no. You just have to be very businesslike about it. And one mm-hmm. of the things I do with my clients, especially women clients who I'm working on this with them, is that I'll make a list of 10 statements that get progressively more difficult to read. So the first one might be Hi, Jesse, my name's Cindy. I can say that, and, and I don't have any emotion attached to that. I can tell you, mm-hmm. hi, I have green eyes. Um, I color my hair every six weeks. <laughs> I, mean,
0: I can go through, it right, and so each guess, one gets a
1: little bit more mm-hmm. self-disclosure until, like, and this is usually with women. So number ten might be, you know, Jesse, we've worked together for the last six months, and I'm sorry that you're just not you're not fulfilling the duties of the role. I'm going to have to let you go. I wish you well, but this is not working out anymore. That's a hard conversation to have, Mm -hmm. but I can have that conversation with you, and my heart rate doesn't change, and I don't get sweaty or anything. It's 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 no different from me telling you I have green eyes. But we invest so much emotion around really, very very um, business like conversations. We have to find ways of setting appropriate boundaries and Mm -hmm. having conversations without getting wrapped up emotionally about it, and so. That's one of the things I've worked very, very hard on is there's plenty of stuff to get really wrapped up about, Mm -hmm. but most things are not. Most things, it's a math problem, right? Just Mm -hmm. figure out what are the variables, solve for the variables, be very matter of fact about it, and then invest your time and energy in the things that really, really matter, you know, the things that I really, really care about, I care about my health, I care about my fitness, I care about my kids, you know, my kids are all grown. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter's gonna be 40 years old next month. I mean, mm-hmm. I have grandkids, I my students, I care deeply about my students. Um, I care about my brother, my dad, you know, my mom died from cancer, but my father is still alive, he's back in California. I care about my family, I just, I care about my dogs, I care about my yeah. house, you know, I find the things I'm really passionate about. Writing this book has been a, a passion of mine. I'm writing another book. I'm in the middle, actually, of two. I'm writing a fiction book and a nonfiction book right now. Oh, amazing. So I'm just, you know, I find the stuff that, that lights me up, that makes me happy, that brings, not even happy, because, I mean, I can buy new lipstick and it makes me happy, but I'm looking <laughs> for the things that bring me joy. Yep, and you know, uh, sorry for sounding all Marie Kondo about it, but it, I want to find the <laughs> things that bring me joy, and that's what I concentrate on. And the rest of the stuff, I either get it done quickly and businesslike and as professionally as
0: possible, or I chop it the hell out of my life. Mm, I love that. Everybody, do that. <laughs> do that. Let's all do that. Let's all do that. <laughs> Let's all do that. I have to show you. This is right behind. I, That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love that. I have to hang it up. I did this to somebody else when we were recording, so you, this is going to be the second time people have heard this on the show. I showed her my printed canvas that says if it ain't a hell yes, it's a no. I love that. I need that in my life. That's yes. awesome. Because it's what I wrote down over here is the have to and the want to's. There's certain, so the if it ain't a hell yes, then it's a no doesn't apply to the have to's. Right. There's some fucking have to's. Sure right we have to pay bills we have to have car insurance blah 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 but then all the rest of that stuff if it's not a hell yes it's a no yeah absolutely and and there might be people being like but 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 mm -mm, mm -mm." think about opportunity
1: costs mm -hmm. every time you say yes yes. to something
0: you're saying no to something else something else exactly like if you are uh participating in i don't know a garden club and you hate gardening but you only did it because your friend wanted you to go and then she moved so she's not even in the town anymore but you continue to go to this garden club fucking no right (laughs) absolutely absolutely if you're doing things out of duty and obligation and not because it sets your heart on fire change it absolutely couldn't agree with you more if you're ready I have fun rapid fire questions to end. And then we'll talk about where people can find you. Yes. Okay. So number one, what was your first car? Uh, I had a 66 Mustang. <gasps>
1: I was and my parents bought it for me for what? my 16th birthday because I was that perfect. DNA
0: kid. <laughs> oh my God. What color was it? Are you <laughs> going to say red? With a black top. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just did like a, you win. Look! <laughs> oh that's i hope you have photos of it
1: oh man i'm sure probably in my parents
0: garage right somewhere yeah your dad has a photo of you in that car somewhere i'm sure when did you get your period
1: Oh, sucks. I was 10. <gasps> yeah, wow. Was super, super early. So, uh-huh. yeah. So I ended up having a hysterectomy after my third child was born. Okay. And so I have not had periods since I was like 27. And people are like, oh, you got off easy. I'm like, hell no. I started when I was freaking was- 10 and I had horrible
0: periods the whole time. So no, I did my time. You did. Uh, this is a serious topic in our house. Toilet paper Over. Under. Over, over. Okay. Good. I didn't have to finish the sentence. (laughs) Great. Are you a fan of Lizzo? Do you know Lizzo's Mm -hmm. music? Yes. Yes. Good. I just check. (laughs) Cilantro. Yes or no? You know, it's it's kind of growing on me.
1: I'm I I guess I have to turn in my Mexican card on this one because I'm not a (laughs) giant fan of it. But I actually tried a recipe just recently with sweet potatoes, lime, and cilantro, cilantro. and it was freaking awesome. So so I'm does it fix. taste weird to you? Say that again?
0: Does it taste weird to you? Does um, it taste like soap?
1: No, and I've read that so many times that people okay. say the soap thing. I don't get the soap thing. It's just not a flavor I'm super thrilled with. But it mm-hmm. was great with the
0: sweet potatoes and the lime. I, I, yeah lime and cilantro they're like best yeah friends. right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you drink a latte if you drink coffee do you drink coffee every okay. day what kind of milk do you use coconut if you oh that's mine lately somebody told me they had macadamia nut recently and I can't See, wait to try it's hard to find macadamia. that's the problem yeah but yeah I haven't if seen you it you can get it it's yeah this is bomb. No. right now I'm in coconut too I know the answer to this can you drive a standard transmission duh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i think you said this yeah where are you in the birth order i'm first born yep yeah. yep, first born. yep what was your kindergarten teacher's name
1: you know i saw i heard, saw that you asked somebody else that and i was like crap what was her name i honestly don't remember i really do not remember i could tell you where i went to yeah. school the city mm-hmm. blah
0: blah blah no idea what her name was i love that it's about 50 50 that's like, funny can't remember who camp came? yeah What do you regret more, high heels or jalapenos? Oh, jalapenos. Ugh. (laughs) Oh, so you don't like jalapenos either? Oh, I don't like jalapenos,
1: but uh, man, I will love me some stilettos. The higher, the better. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So
1: this is the funny thing. I mean, I will tell you, Um, I'm like completely the opposite here. I will be badass, no makeup, throw on my gi and kick your ass (laughs) on one day. And the next day it will be red lipstick and four inch heels. (laughs) Sales.
0: It's the same girl. It's all about balance. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you? Yeah. So um, my website
1: at my studio is mm-hmm. um, WCWMAaustin.com. My uh, my marketing business is KOMarketingStrategies.com. marketingstrategies.com. find me both places. Uh, Facebook, same thing. And uh, LinkedIn my uh, is Cindy Villanueva at, in, uh, for my LinkedIn profile. Cool. And tell us a little bit about this book. Yeah, super <laughs> excited about this. So there are seven of us women entrepreneurs. We all have different businesses, completely different businesses. And we've put together this book. It's called Finding Our Wings, Seven mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs on Reclaiming Hope and Strength. And I wrote the introduction and I'm the first chapter of the book and each of us has a chapter where we're talking about, you know, a time in our lives when we basically just got really knocked down and what we did to get back up. And it's the application is for other women business owners or women in general who are finding those types of experiences and who are saying, you know, I see myself in that story or that story, you know, there's just some great, great nuggets of truth and wisdom in, in all the different chapters. So awesome. yeah, it comes out on September 17th. I'm real excited about it.
0: And it's on Amazon, correct? Amazon. Yes. Okay, great. Finding our wings. Finding our wings. Awesome. Well, I guess in total, I'll say that I am at LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y for all the social media accounts. And that's my website is rate the show for me that would be great hit the stars <laughs> i'm hit, i'm i'm gonna keep talking about that because <laughs> it helps me anything else do you want to say I, i'm just it's
1: delighted a- thank you so much this has been just oh. great it was great listening to your your webcast and today th- oh. or your podcast and to have a chance to be on and talk with you oh. and to share these thanks. experiences
0: is great i appreciate thanks it thanks for coming these are the stories that i want us to tell just like how you are um finding the women in your uh, martial arts academy that are coming in this is it like while you're writing the book it's like let's talk about these things it's like don't suffer alone and absolutely. all absolutely yes all right all right well i'm going to end it here and say thank you cindy and everyone listening we'll meet here again next week
2: everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere i'd rather be than to be No sense, it felt so wrong and out of place now. Seemed to fit perfectly to tell a story that was. Made Is